0: So, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development Tactics Podcast. Today, we are once again going to go through some Reddit things. So yeah, I'm just going to have a look at my home page. And then deciding uh, what I'm willing to go through, what I'm willing to talk about, what I'm willing to just um, elaborate on. So yeah. Seneca on how people waste their lives through desire and fear. And there is a quote now. They lose the day in expectation of the night and the night in fear of the dawn. Which is something that I know, unfortunately, me actually... Well, it's actually pretty interesting. I, I'm i a person I am looking forward to, and I also make myself look forward to certain things with often then realizing that i just don't live my life and i'm passing by the present just extremely quickly you know which is a fucked up thing and a fucked up situation to to be in because why wouldn't i just enjoy my day why wouldn't i just enjoy my time whatever the fuck i might be doing like it it just doesn't necessarily have to be something just tremendously amazing but i'm living i'm healthy um, just doing fine, yada, 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 like, there's so many reasons to be happy for, and, um, well, actually, also grateful for, but, by focusing on the future, and then future events, we are essentially losing out on the whole experience of the present, anyway, there's also some other, um, quotes or paragraphs from certain, um, well, I don't well books yeah let's, let's call it books. What man can you show me uh, what man can you show me who places any value on his time, who reckons the worth of each day who understands that he is dying daily? For we are mistaken when we look forward to death and the major portion of death has already passed. whatever years lie behind us are in death's hand. From Seneca more letters to Lucilius letter 1. The mind that is untroubled and tranquil has the power to roam into all the parts of life, of its life, I'm sorry, but the minds of the engrossed, just as if weighed by a yoke, cannot turn and look behind. And so their life vanishes into an abyss, and as it does no good, no matter how much water you pour into a vessel, if there is no bottom to receive and hold it, so with time it makes no difference how much is given. If there is nothing for it to settle upon, it passes out through the chinks and holes of the mind. Present time is very brief, so brief indeed that knows some, uh, that to some there seems to be none, for it is always in motion. It ever flows and hurries on. It ceases to be before it has come. Seneca, On the Shortness of Life, Chapter Ten. But those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear for the future have a life that is very brief and troubled. When they have reached the end of it, the poor wretches perceive too late that for such a long while they have been busied in doing nothing, all postponed of something uh, they hope for seems long to them. Yet the time which they enjoy is short and swift, and it is made much shorter by their own fault, for they flee from one pleasure to another and cannot remain fixed on one desire. Their days are not long to them, but hateful. Yet, on the other hand, how scanty seem the nights which they spend in the arms of a harlot or in wine. They lose the lucid day in expectation of the night, and the night in fear of the dawn. Sadakhan, the shortness of life, chapter uh, 16, as far as. Yeah, should be 16. And why is this uh, that even their choice are unease from fear, because they do not rest on stable causes, but are perturbed as groundlessly as they are born. For everything that comes to us from chance is unstable, and and the higher it rises, the more liable it is to fall. Moreover, what is doomed to perish brings pleasure to no one. Very wretched, therefore, and not merely short, must the life of those be who work hard to gain what they must work harder to keep. By great toil, they attain what they wish and with anxiety hold what they have attained. Meanwhile, they take no account of time that will ever more return. Seneca and the Shortness of Life, chapter 17. So what’s the solution? How does one live life without squandering it? Use your time wisely, that is, rise to the demands of your circumstances while keeping your will in accordance with nature and humanity. View events, past, present and future, and the role they define for you with acceptance, even embrace them with gratitude, and you won't be troubled either by things that have happened, things that are happening, or things that are yet to be. That's the payoff. You'll own the hours you're, you're lived. What? Oh, you have... Lift, and you'll have confidence that you will own the hours that are yet to be. When your happiness is generated by making virtuous decisions rather than deceiving yourself into thinking your own uh, or control people and things, when, you, when your satisfaction depends on exercising your will, keeping it in harmony and honestly owning your choices, then the past, present and future are all places you can visit from comfort and confidence. The life of the philosopher therefore has wide range, and and he is not confined by the same bounds that shut others in. He alone is freed from the limitations of the human race, all ages serve him as if a god. Has some time passed by? This he embraces by recollection. Is time present? This he uses. Is it still to come? This he anticipates. He makes his life long by combining all the times into one. Seneca on the shortness of life, chapter 15. Actually pretty interesting. Um talking about chapter 16 and 17 before even having a look on 15. What I see there is, and, and what I kind of feel I can't necessarily underline or well, well, yeah, quite underline my decision with things that I've just read, but I do have the feeling that by, for example, is time present, this he uses. You know, you, you see, okay, you're having some time, and so I'm going to use it. The fun part is, or the interesting part is, that it doesn't really elaborate on how you're using it. The fact is that you're using it, You're consciously using it and you're deciding to use it. Which means that, okay, I have some time left, so I'm I'm gonna play a game. And so I consciously decide to play a game. And when I'm playing the game, I'm also thinking about playing the game. But when I just decide to work out, well, now I'm gonna work out. I am the master of my will, I'm the master of my time, I'm the master of my life. Now I'm gonna do this. Now I'm going to do that. Then if there's something coming up, this he anticipates. Okay, um, tomorrow I got to have to do this. And that is it. You know, this he anticipates, you know, which is very like, you're not giving any thought or feeling about the exact thing that you're going to do. You just know that you're going to do it. Okay, tomorrow I'm I'm actually having to work, so I'm just gonna work. And when I'm at work, I am working. You know, and then inside of work, then okay, I'm gonna do this task, I'm gonna do that task. Then I'm gonna go home and do whatever. It's like very, you know, you're not demonizing, like, okay, oh, tomorrow I gotta have to do this shitty work. No, tomorrow I gotta do work. Period. You know, not chilly work, not great work, not whatever. I'm going to do work. But um, what did he say about the future? View events and the role they define for you with acceptance. Even embrace them with gratitude and you won't be troubled either by things that have happened, things that are happening or things that are yet to be. You know, amul fati, love, faith, love, your faith, whatever may be happening. Some things you can change, some things you can influence, but quite a few things you just can't. And so accepting it and living with it and just doing the best you can with it is the way to go. He alone is freed from the limitations of the human race. All ages serve him as if a god has some time passed by. This he embraces by recollection. What does recollection mean exactly? Memory, remembrance, mental image, impression... Uh, reminiscence, the action or faculty of remembering or recollecting something to the best of my recollection This he embraces by recollecting or recollection Okay, what did I do yesterday? Yesterday I worked, so I worked yesterday I remember that I've worked yesterday Something that I'm seeing there, is, as interesting as it may be um, something that i've very recently learned as well remembering and or especially writing down the things that i've done throughout the day which gives me the opportunity and also the ability to recall what i've exactly been doing this day you know because then you're going to see what you did. Okay, yesterday I did this and that and these and those, you know, and I also like to just, you know, take certain notes on things that I've kind of discovered, seen, or things that I just don't want to forget about. Mostly about food, like, okay, I've I've eaten this and that and this combination and it was actually pretty fire, you know, and I want to do it again, I want to just, I don't know, uh, experience it again. And so it gives you, like, by by starting the whole journaling thing, you can just use it in different ways and just, do it, you know, without judging yourself and without judging your past okay, yesterday I did quite nothing and and when you're about to do nothing well, um, now I'm gonna do nothing I'm gonna relax, I'm gonna use this time for relaxation because I know that tomorrow I gotta have to do quite a bunch of shit for example and then it makes sense to rest and do, quote unquote, nothing But yeah, I'm actually quite interested in people and their comments. I didn't know I needed to read this until I started. I appreciated the post-OP. really helps give perspective and I appreciate the quotes that are more substantive than the one-liners we see all too often. Gratitude, I read Seneca often and definitely needed to see this compilation today. One of the wisest men to ever exist. Somebody saying, okay, misread that as the sexiest. Same, and my second thought was, how does this person know Seneca was sexy? <laughs> well, I currently live in exactly like this, and this is now added to my list of wake-up calls. It feels a lot more meaningful coming from Seneca, though. Saving this post, thank you for sharing. I've read all these letters, I'm still reading the book in the Russian language but it is so good to reread all these past letters. I do actually think about reading uh, something Stoicism related in German, uh, which is my mother tongue because it might hit differently. I don't know, maybe I'm actually gonna try it right now then. The alternatives are living frugally and working little, getting specialized education that allows you to work less or trying to retire early. I think we put way too much value on money, which is totally the case. I think energy and time are the most valuable resources we have. Second to those would be health and then money. Well, the thing is health, I would put health at the utmost top spot because if you're not having the proper health, you can have just all the energy or whatever. You know, which like, it might be in symbiosis, might be just uh, cause and effect. Like, if you have low energy, I don't know if your health is going to be great. If your health is fucked up, I don't know if your energy is going to be high. Probably not. But yeah. What do you think about working hard and accumulating money while young in order to live frugally and free when older? Well, the problem that I'm having with this is like, okay, you're living... A substantial amount of your life in a very shitty position while you know while hopefully doing something that's great which is gonna make the whole experience way less shitty but I don't know like uh, I feel like doing something that I like every day makes sense even if I'm not making the most money I'm gonna be able to get by with it and if I'm willing to, to have more money I just have to change things or do things Seneca says that devoting time to work is wasting life, that even an emperor and the magistrate seek the the relief of the retirement, but they should not wait for it and start living now. But someone has to be the emperor, someone has to be the magistrate, and those are jobs that require your time, devotion, uh, today. We may not have the emperors, but the CEOs of a company. I am happy that I can treat work as a necessary mean to an end, but I can do it because someone else, my boss, the CEO, ETC, is sacrificing his life for a job and for some more money. He's not saying they shouldn't work, in my opinion, which, by the way, is a comment by the OP. He's saying they should correct their priorities and should appreciate their universe and their role in it and find their pleasure in their own virtue instead of in the pursuit of external things. He devotes a few chapters in on the shortness of life to calling attention to the absurdity of people, Wealthy nobles who live in such idle luxury that they might as well be invalids. These people waste their lives as much as workaholics do. Work doesn't sacrifice your life unless your will is in opposition to your circumstances while you're working. If you're consumed by desire and fear, and if you're the problem... and. Desire and fear, I'm sorry. And if you are, the problem isn't necessarily your work. It is your will because you're consciously deciding to do so. There's actually some uh, quotes there. Ah, that might be great. I don't know. I just have to read it, even though I really don't feel like it. Epictetus uh, Discourses 4.4 Remember that it is not merely desire for office and wealth, which makes man abject and subservient. To others but desire also for peace and leisure and travel and scholarship for it makes no difference what the external object be the value you set upon it makes you subservient to other Or Which is not the whole thing, but I'm gonna stop there. Then Musonius Rufus, Lecture 1, was not just such a lad, that spartan boy who asked Cleanthes, the philosopher, if toil was not a good. He made it plain that he was so well endowed by nature and by training for the practice of virtue as to consider toil closer to the nature of good than of evil. And that he asked whether toil was not purchased as a good, as if it were conceded that it was not an evil. Theorupan, Cleanthus, in surprise and admiration of the body, replied, of the boy, I'm sorry, replied, Though art of noble blood, dear child, so noble the words thou speakest. Can you doubt that such a lad would have been readily persuaded not to fear poverty nor death nor any of the things which seem terrible and again not to seek after wealth nor life nor pleasure? Then the last one is courses Three three point two. For this reason a good and excellent man, bearing in mind who he is, and whence he has come, and by whom he was created, centres his attention on this and this only, how he may fill his place in an ordinary fashion, and with due obedience to God. Is it thy will that I should still remain? I will remain as a free man, as a normal man, as thou didst wish it." For though has made me free from hindrance in what was mine own. Also not the complete one. But yeah, I'm gonna end the episode there. I do want you to remember that living your life makes sense. You're only having one power. You shouldn't be indulging in too much pleasure. But pleasure should be a calculated part of life, as I would put it. And yeah, gonna see you the next time. Bye bye.